Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. Here I am in Lupini Park in Bangkok, hanging out for a few days. I wanted to talk to you about digital currency, about Bitcoin, and well, the digital currency market in general. Bitcoin is just today, in the last 12 hours or so, popped up over nine thousand dollars. So everybody's bringing out those those memes from Slash B and those old old Vegeta Dragon Ball Z memes and uh, getting really powered up about it, going Super Saiyan and everything. So I thought right now is actually the right time to be considering doing the opposite, not being so excited because at, the, at a time like this, it might be the right time to be a contrarian investor. So you don't want to necessarily get sucked up in the hype because if you do that, you can be on the path to failure. As I say, the majority is normally wrong. And I think it was Mark Twain that said, when you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to reconsider. So I'm gonna make this case on why I'm selling a bit of, of my currency at a time like this. Of course, I wanna give you this disclaimer and tell you I'm not trying to give you financial advice. I'm not telling you what to do with your money. I don't know what you should do with your money. I'm just going to share a few ideas with you because I think it's important uh, at a time like this people can miss the big picture. So, if you remember back to 2013, now I guess a lot of the people uh, who are buying and owning Bitcoin at the moment, maybe they weren't in the market in 2013 and they don't remember the direct experience of watching Bitcoin shoot all the way up uh, to $1,000 and then over the following months shoot back down to around $300. They don't necessarily remember the chaos that came about when MT Gox revealed that basically it didn't have the funds to pay out a lot of the people who had put their money on the site. And I think people are still fighting in the courts to try to get some of that money back. It's pretty serious. But I remember when that happened. And I remember getting so excited and encouraging my friends to buy, I basically believed that it was never going to go back down again. And so I remember withdrawing some uh, poker winnings from uh, PokerStars.com and, and buying, buying Bitcoin at $900. And it seemed like a good decision at the time, except of course a few weeks later it crashed and it, it kept falling. Uh, luckily, uh, luckily for me, or, or perhaps because of, uh, of my uh, long-term vision. I didn't just sell on the way down. I held it. Don't, don't. You don't want to buy high and sell low. That's that's generally not a good move. Uh, so I saw the long-term value. I held onto it and I bought more when it was low, and that turned out to be a good move. Now, what I what I would have been doing if I was really on it. I would have been not buying when it was at $900, but selling at least a, a little bit, just so I could have a hedge against it going crazy, and so I could buy some more if it started to go down. Now, what I see, I mentioned that me and, and others encouraging our friends, that uh, saying that they should buy and, and thinking that it was never going to go down. Now, I see a lot of that talk in recent months on Facebook and in, in cryptocurrency trading groups and that sort of thing. People are saying things like, the dollar is crashing, the dollar is crashing against Bitcoin. 
Uh, they believe that things are, are really different this time, which is a phrase we've, we've heard before many times, and normally it's not true, or at least it's not true in the way that you think. So just because something is different this time, just because Bitcoin and related technologies are something new, doesn't mean they're never going to go down as an asset. That's really not very likely, and we can look at that going back through history. We can see that um, how when people got excited in the roaring 20s and they were buying the, the crap out of stocks, and we can see that in the dot-com bubble more recently, and that, that story kind of continues to repeat. And to the point where, well, sometimes you can become a little deluded um, if you're trading digital currencies, you, you might buy some and you think, I'm doing great. Um, I'm investigating these coins and every time I'm picking a winner. What you don't necessarily realize is if you look at the front page of CoinMarketCap, maybe 90 out of 100 coins are in the green going up in the last 24-hour period. So don't get to thinking that you're a cryptocurrency digital investing genius. It's not necessarily just you, it's that you're caught up in a bull market. And this is the thing. A lot of uh, digital currency investors today, as I said, they haven't, they didn't see 2013. They might never have seen a bull market and they don't know what it looks like. They don't know how to recognize it when it starts to come on, when, it, when things start to get to a fever pitch and start to get overboard, uh, get a little too hot. So there's this idea in poker which is called winner's tilt. And what that means is when you have some degree of success that maybe you're not ready to handle emotionally and you start playing less than your perfect game because of that or significantly less than your perfect game. So there are generally two types, of probably as many types as there are people, but generally two. And one is where it get, gets into your ego and you start saying, I'm the best, you know, I'm the best poker player who's ever lived. And you think I can do no wrong. And you start to call every hand because you think you can outplay someone when you're out of position, when, when the odds are against you, basically. Uh, <laughs> you think you can play trash hands and, and you're going to win in every case. Uh, that's that's a, a short path to error. And a lot of people have lost all of their winnings doing that. They lost everything that's on the table some cases a lot more. Then the other kind is the too careful winner's tilt, which is when someone has a lot of money in front of them. Say you've, you've never even seen a thousand dollars in cash before, that suddenly you, you're buying a hundred dollar, two hundred dollar game, and there's a thousand dollars worth of chips sitting in front of you, and you get a little paralyzed. You're afraid to make moves. And this is what happens when you see, for example, People buy Bitcoin at $100 or $1,000, and then when it gets up to $1,200, they say, oh, shit, something's happening. Oh, no, I've got to protect it, and they sell all of it. Now, you don't want to be on either of two extremes, but you do want to learn the lessons of both sides. Uh, the lesson of the, the egotistical winner's tilt is that you can't avoid risk. Uh, risk is always going to be a factor in your life, and uh, the, that's, that's something you just have to learn to deal with. The other side of it, the other thing you have to learn is that sometimes it's better to be prudent. Now, 
another principle from, from gambling and bankroll management. When you have a small bankroll, you're going to want to take a lot of risks because you can always replenish that money. So say you have a month's worth of wages and savings, you can replenish that money by going back to your nine to five. But if you have a large bankroll, like a year's worth of savings or a year's worth of, uh, of salary, that's that sort of ballpark, then you're going to want to be much more prudent because you can't replace that in a hurry. So you've got to look for opportunities to secure your gains. Now, when it comes, I'm talking about winner's tilt here, I'm talking about your emotions. So it's easy for people to say, don't let your emotions cloud your judgment. And ideally, yes, that's exactly what you want to do, but we're all humans. So basically we know that our emotions are going to cloud our judgment. So while it's not particularly useful to say that, what it is useful to do is to prepare for those moments when, <laughs> when your judgment starts to get clouded. So you can think about your game plan, like think about your, your exit plan in advance. Think about the conditions of, of your investment. Think about why you invested in something and if those conditions are still met. So in the next couple of weeks, I'll be making a video making the case that maybe Bitcoin isn't as cool as the price would suggest it is. And maybe you'll see that the conditions or the, the reasons you thought it was good in the first place are, are no longer there. Then the other thing is you can meditate. So if you take the time for quiet reflection every day, clear your mind or focus on an object, focus on your breathing or just sit with sit cross-legged for half an hour every day, you're going to be much better prepared to handle your emotions and confront the world. Uh, as I learned here in Thailand, it's a, it's a bit curious, the, the Thai or the Buddhist conception of karma, actually just by sitting in meditation or by going to a temple to, uh, to show respect, actually you, you develop good karma because of that. And the reason that is, is because it has good effects. So do things that are good for you <laughs> and learn to help uh, manage your emotions or mitigate your emotions in situations where it's likely that they'll get away from you. Uh, what else have I got here? Oh, so the thing is most of these investors, as I said, they weren't around in, in 2013. There's a lot of new money coming in. There's a lot of green money coming in. People who don't really know these things that I'm describing to you. And that means if there is a panic, it's probably going to be a shit show. Uh, so people are going to be selling left and right and they're go going to be go going a little crazy because all of those ideas that they had about them being this genius investor are going to go out the window and they're going to have some problem dealing with that because that's that's what happens when, uh, when you have that <laughs> Uh, identity crisis that you didn't real you you start to realize you're not so hot shit as you thought you were so um, there's probably going to be a lot of consequences in the market because of that so for example if if uh, I'm right about my case that Bitcoin isn't as hot as as people think it is Bitcoin could go down and that would result in a lot of uh, currency a lot of faith going out of the market in general and that would mean a, a lot of 
capital just flowing out. But even even if uh, I'm not right about Bitcoin, even if Bitcoin is great long term, it's still going to be worrisome. Or it's still still a little um, certain that at some stage people are going to get scared and money is going to flow out. Uh, that happens at one point or another. So things just don't go up continuously forever. So you need to be aware of that. And that's why I say at this, at a time like this, perhaps you've, uh, for example, perhaps you, you've invested like $50 or $50 every week for, for 10 weeks in, into, into digital currency and eventually blew up and went to a few thousand dollars or $10,000. Now you've, you've got all that money sitting there. Um, or that is you have all that, all those assets sitting there at a time like this, it could be good to start selling um, small amounts. So I mentioned the other week about dollar cost averaging, which is where you, like I said, you buy, say, a small amount every every week or every paycheck. Um, you can do a similar thing when you're selling. So you don't want to sell all of it at once, like I talked about with those people that are too risk averse. You want to probably sell little bits at a time. So maybe sell 1% every week or some, something like that. That way, if conditions change, you can adapt your strategy. But it also means if you get this cash out of the market and things start to change uh, and things start to crash, you have that capital on hand to take advantage. So remember, when, when people are too excited, that's when you want to sell. And when people are, are too fearful, that's generally when you, when you want to buy. And those, uh, that, that simple heuristic, that simple rule of thumb will generally serve you well when you're investing. Um, not that I'm claiming to be some kind of expert or know-it-all or something like that. But these are just a, a few ideas that I've learned something to roll over in your mind. Um, consider my reasoning on why I'm doing what I'm doing. So check out that, that video that I'll drop in the next couple of weeks talking about uh, why Bitcoin isn't so great. Uh, signing off, Kurt Robinson here from Lumpini Park in Bangkok in Thailand. Beautiful Thailand, actually. I, I don't think uh, it came up on the camera, but there was a couple of what I believe are Komodo dragons down by my feet, so I had to step carefully. Now, <laughs> uh, remember to check out the paradiseparadox.com. Go onto the website there. Uh, check out my video, uh, Dash versus Bitcoin, because that'll give you an idea of uh, another investment opportunity for the long term. And check out Paradise Paradox on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us on Podcast Addict or iTunes, your favorite podcasting app as well, and on YouTube. So search for the Paradise Paradox. Have a good one. Stay safe. Happy Thanksgiving if you're a U.S. citizen or something like that. Have a great day.